Today's sermon text comes from John chapter 20, verses 19 through 21. So I invite you to hear now the inspired words of God. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. After being cut from his high school basketball team, he went home, locked himself in his room, and cried. He wasn't able to speak until he was almost four years old, and his teachers said he would never amount to much. Was demoted from her job as a news anchor because she wasn't fit for television. Fired from a newspaper for lacking imagination and having no original ideas. At age 11, he was cut from his team after being diagnosed with a growth hormone deficiency, which made him smaller in stature than most kids his age. At 30 years old, he was left devastated and depressed after being unceremoniously removed from the company he started. A high school dropout whose personal struggles with drugs and poverty culminated in an unsuccessful suicide attempt. A teacher told him he was too stupid to learn anything and that he should go into a field where he might succeed by virtue of his pleasant personality. Rejected by Decca Recording Studios who said, we don't like their sound, they have no future in show business. His first book was rejected by 27 publishers. His fiancée died, failed in business, had a nervous breakdown and was defeated in eight elections. depends, of course, on where you stop the story. That's what Orson Welles says, the great writer. Happy ending depends on where you stop your story. It's true in our lives. We can't quit it for. We can't quit when they tell us that we're a failure. We can't quit. It's true in history, too. And so on this wonderful Easter Sunday, I have to ask you guys, where is it that we need to stop our Easter story? Let me give you some options. 
all of us would be pretty happy if somewhere in the teaching part, the early Jesus ministry, we would walk with Jesus there. I mean, imagine seeing a child raised from the dead. Wouldn't you have thought, oh, we could stop right here? Or seeing all of the, the lepers have clean skin and they're dancing for joy, wouldn't you have thought, we could stop right here for a happy ending? Or when Jesus touches the eyes of the blind man and that man opens his eyes clear and sees the smiling face of a Savior, maybe that's a good ending. All of us would have been glad, though, that it didn't stop there, that we could walk with Jesus through times of teaching, sit beside him, beside the lake, hear him tell us that the way the world had always thought of things, that grace and mercy and forgiveness are scarce, that God's love is scarce and it has to be earned, to tell us that we were all wrong about that, that grace and mercy and forgiveness are abundant and God's love is as high as the heavens. We'd sit with him through that. And I think certainly as Holy Week gets closer, and especially on Palm Sunday, I imagine if I was there with the disciples and the entire town of Jerusalem was coming running with palm branches and throwing coats on the ground, and they're shouting out and singing, Hosanna, save us, and they're calling Jesus King and Savior, Messiah, the one sent by God. I'm sure if I had been there that day, I would have thought, now it's coming to an end. Now, I would have looked up at the palace and thought, it won't be long. The entire city is for Jesus. Soon he will have a crown on his head. He will be our true king. And then, happily ever after. So imagine being a disciple then as the week began to spiral out of that, what seemed like a happy ending. And there's a meal filled with tears, and there's Jesus crying in an olive grove, and one of the disciples betraying him, a mob that they can't hope to fight against with spears and weapons bristling, coming to drag Jesus away. And then imagine being a disciple as you watch the Messiah flogged, tried and convicted on trumped-up charges, nailed to a cross. The thousands of followers from Palm Sunday, by the time we get to Friday, have dwindled to less than a handful at the cross. And they can't even see through the tears. But they know, they watch Jesus takes his last breath, forgives, and offers his spirit to God. Happy ending depends on where you stop your story. And God knew that Friday's not the end. The darkness of Friday, the earthquake, the death, that is not the end of salvation's story. And so the sun set and it rose again on a day that was filled with tears. And it set and it rose again on a day that we call Easter. And no one yet knew the change that had come across the world. And the women go with tears, with their oil and their spices to find a dead body. But instead, 
this giant stone is rolled away and there's an angel and Mary meets Jesus. She meets him. He has to say, Mary, stop hugging me. She is so excited. She is holding him that tightly. He says, don't worry, I'm, I'm coming back. I'll see you again. And then all of the women run to tell the disciples, the other disciples, the men, Jesus is alive. We, Mary saw him. There's angels and, there, and the stone is rolled away. And what do the disciples say? No. He's dead. You're raving. Our lives are in danger. Get in this inner room. We're locking the doors. We're locking that door and that door and that door and we're hiding in the darkness on Easter Sunday because the ones who killed Jesus are after us, so get in here because now we know the shape of the story. Only they didn't. And that evening, the scripture says, can you imagine going through all of Easter Sunday with the women going, they're wrong. <laughs> it's a good one. And the disciples just, oh. That evening, Jesus comes to them himself, passes through all those walls, all those locks, nothing to him. He's standing there, showing them his nail-scarred hands and saying, peace, peace be with you. This is the best. Right? This is the moment where the disciples begin to believe and they're excited. And when we talk about where Easter ends, where to end our story, as a pastor, this is the place I often choose and choose and choose. choose. And I bet you've heard other pastors. Easter Sunday, this is it, the end. Because death is beaten and sin is overcome and Jesus is alive and the disciples know it. Only this isn't the ending Jesus chose. Look at this. In this scripture, when he comes to his followers and they finally see him and believe, he says, peace be with you. He lets them see. He, and it says they're filled with joy when they saw the Lord. But then the story continues. Jesus says, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Hmm. To be continued. And so the Easter story is supposed to be carried on. The Easter story needs to go to Monday at least. When the disciples get up, they put on their shoes and they go out. As the Father had sent Jesus, the Father, Jesus is now sending the disciples. They go out to teach, to heal, to share the good news. And some people hear and respond. And then those people, even though they didn't have a fancy name like Apostle, they hear that call from Jesus, not only that life can be different, peace be with you. The world has changed, but then that second call, I'm sending you out. And so they go out. And they tell some people, and those people hear the, that twofold message, peace, I'm sending you. And they go. And so the good news spreads throughout the world at that time. But you know what's even better? They told their kids and their grandkids. And those grandkids, they told their kids. And other people told other generations. And can you, can you even imagine that? That this good news has gone from heart to heart of disciple for 2,000 years 
Someone has carried it in every generation until it could reach us. The story hasn't ended. It's been carried on to get to this day. And so could I tell you that first part of that good news? That all of those people throughout all those generations passed on so that you could hear it? That friends, whatever locked room you are in, whatever nasty thing a parent or a teacher or someone who you thought loved you said to you, whatever words have been spoken, whatever darkness happened on Friday, whatever sin you committed, that is not the end of your story. Do you hear me? That is not the end of your story. Jesus will pass through all those walls and locks to stand next to you today and say, peace be with you. Touch and see. Your story isn't over. The world is made new. Peace. Is that the end? No. It's still not over because then we listen for that second call Even in this day, peace be with you, Jesus says, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. It's our turn now to be sent out, to teach and to heal and to share good news. How? How do we do that? Just ordinary people like you and me. Sometimes you share a story of your life. I had a guy at the early service who just recently became a follower of Christ, and he told me, it's like a weight has been lifted and I'm a new person. He's telling everybody. Sometimes you just say, oh, you, won't, you wouldn't believe what was in my past. I bet it's a lot like yours. But I got a second chance. Sometimes you just smile. Or you just hug somebody. Or you just live your life in a way that shines for Christ. And they'll know by the way you're living, by the way you're giving, by the fact that you make different choices. Healing. How do we heal? Let's start praying. Let's pray for healing. I've seen some amazing healing. You know, one thing that is within your grasp right now is to offer forgiveness Be the first. Give forgiveness to those who don't deserve it. Because nobody does. But Jesus says that's how we bring healing. Right? If there's a relationship right now in your life that's broken and it was somebody else's fault, you take the first step to fix it. Teach, heal, bring good news. You're going to encounter people out in the world today who are trapped by the words that have been spoken to them, by their own sins and mistakes, by thinking it's over, it's over, it's over. You go out and you tell them some good news, that it's not over, that there are second chances in abundance because we have such an amazing Savior, that evil doesn't win. That's not the end of anyone's story if you just don't want it to be. So this year has been hard. We need good news this year the most. Uh, Maybe y'all have felt this too. I feel like every time I turn on the news, I'm hearing about a natural disaster, 
I'm hearing about a loss. I'm hearing about some person who has shot up a concert or a church or a school. And I've had so many of y'all in this church just come up to me and say, Pastor Laura, is the world getting worse? Is it getting darker? And there is so much evil. But we know, we know because of Easter Sunday that darkness and evil and death do not have the final say. They do not have the final say. The world poured out all the evil it could on Jesus, and he overcame it. And he is giving us that power even today to drive the darkness back, to push back the evil, to overcome it with the good news that we have been changed. And so we've been talking about, okay, well, how, we talked about how we can do that individually, but how as a church could we do that? How as a community could we do that? And just the school shootings have been on our hearts. And we said, well, we've got this elementary school, Spicewood Elementary over here. Half of the kids need help buying school lunch. They're on free and reduced lunch. One quarter of the kids, the principal said, are at risk. That means that they're at risk of becoming homeless, dropping out of school, falling behind. One out of every four. And they tell us that there's even kids that don't have running water. In our community, you guys, kids without enough food are running water. And so as a church, we've been building a, planting a community garden, and we've been helping with school supplies, and we've been doing what we can, and we decided it's time to gather all together and do something big. And so for the first ever time, we're not going to sit here and worship next Sunday. We're going to have a worship service at Spicewood Elementary, and we're going to wear our work clothes, and we're going to paint their classrooms, and we're going to move things to get ready, and we're going to paint new games for them on the blacktop and pull dirt in to make a, an atrium classroom for them. And we're just going to do that, not because three hours will ch totally change someone's life, but because if these kids have heard that one person can come in and do violence, doesn't it change the story to say, there were 300 people here who don't even know you, but they love you, and they're rooting for you, so don't give up. That's what I'm hoping, is that when the kid sees the chicken coop moved, or when they see the fresh coat of paint, they may never get to meet us, but there will be hope that arises in their soul that the story isn't over. And that as we do those things, we'll feel the strength of Jesus and we'll say, you know what? I really do have the power to share some good news. My story isn't over. And that together as a community, we'll say, hey, look at what we can do. Our story, South Shore of Lake Travis, isn't over. Happy ending depends on where we stop our story. And the good news of Easter didn't end 2,000 years ago. It can continue today if we all hear that call and we put on our shoes and go out in Jesus' name. Let's pray.
God, thank you so much for Jesus who taught us that there was, a, there was always an open door to come home, who died to save us and rose to life again to remind us that death, that sin, that defeat do not have the final say in our lives. I pray, Lord, that you would find us come into those dark, hurting spaces with your peace. And then use us, Lord. Send us out. Help us to meet people who we could share good news with. May our community be different, be more like your kingdom because you have us within it. And may we just rejoice that the story is not yet over. But we know the ending will be good. We ask this in your amazing name. Amen.